Hello, once again. Finally, I got to do this again. I am so sorry it took so long, but you know, I'm finally on vacation and I finally have much more time. So, here we go. So, this episode is gonna be called I'm, I mean, I still haven't had the name for it, but just like Papery or I don't know, for punch or just like topic punch. I like that topic punch. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many different things that I am gonna address here. Um, like I have a whole bunch of things. So, first of all, you asked about my workplace and dogs and what we do with dogs. So, um, we have there is an organization that we work with, uh, which is called um, Rescue Me or Rescatame. Rescatame. So Rescue Me, it's basically in Spanish. Um, so Rescue Me from the place that I am, uh, that I work in. It's Rescue Me and the city. You know what city it is. So um, Rescatame. You know what? I'm going to say it because, I mean, I don't think anybody hears this. So anyway, so Rescatame Punta Cana. Uh, it's Rescue Me Punta Cana. It's um, an organization that takes care of stray dogs, stray cats, Basically, stray ducks and cats because we don't have much more stray animals around. So they don't have like stray chickens or stray iguanas because that it just doesn't happen here. Um, but basically, they have those and they rescue them. And uh, they have some sort of like a website and some other um, like promotion uh, channels in which they say, oh, here's this dog. Uh, we call him Bobby and Bobby needs a home. Um, or sometimes they have other people who can't take care of their uh, pets and they bring them there and they take care of them or they just kind of promote that the dog doesn't have an owner or that the cat doesn't have somebody to take care for it and um, they eventually find him a place. So what we do with them is that we have some sort of an alliance in which every, every once in a while when we find a lot of dogs and a lot of strays, around we put them all in um a jeep and we take them to rescatame punta cana we take them to their um place and they feed them they castrate them is that the word they just they make sure that they don't reproduce and uh, they put them for adoption or they just like have a safer place for them or um they have a lot of things. I don't have the whole full specifics, but I do know that that's what my workplace does to take care of the dogs, especially to get them away because, um, you know, as you mentioned, um, there are people that get concerned over the fact that, oh my God, all these dogs here, and if they bite someone, if they do something to someone, uh, anything like that. But um, what we all we can do is just make sure that they stay off grounds. So that's why we always say, you know, if you're at the hotel, if you're at the place, you're protected, right? If you get out of there, then we cannot really assure that you will be safe. Not because we don't want to, but we just can't control it because um, they will be around or people would have dogs around. Because I know that there's a place by the beach where... Um, there's a lady who has a dog and it's just straight. It's a straight, but she loves him and she has him and it's, it's great. But we cannot control. We cannot tell her not to have the dog because it's not our place. So 
um, we just just make sure you know to stay away. Um, usually, we recommend if anybody asks, you know, just don't give food to the to the dogs. Um, don't get too close, and um, you know, strays here do not react the same way as dogs in the states because um, they're usually abused. People are very unfortunately very ignorant regarding animals, so um, doing any um, subtle um, subtle um, what's the word sudden uh, movements just like raising your arms or trying to call the dog might upset him and it might attack i've never heard of anything i've never seen anything the ones that are around tend to be very friendly funny enough um you know i try not to pet them too much because you never know where have they been or i, I don't know you know i really don't know but you, you know, you always try to not, like, hurt them. And if I have anything to eat that I could share with them, why not? Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, that, there's not a lot of that in this country. Unfortunately, um, we don't have a culture of that. However, um, people are very aware that there is a situation. And um, there is a bill that's been trying to push forward into, I don't know if it's Congress or the judges or something like that to have some sort of a better system to take care of pets in general in this country or have some sort of punishment for people who have dogs and don't take care of them or abuse of them um, because here for example we don't have fighting dogs They're, that's not a thing like that's not a, a market um we do have fighting chickens and roosters that's a thing that's a that's a big big thing here uh, not as much anymore, but I remember my my um, grandfather used to have roosters to fight, and that was a big deal back in the day. And they would um, bet and all that kinds of stuff. And there are like official places for people to do that now. And I mean, there's always been, but anyways, that's not the point. So um, they're trying to pass a bill because there's a lot of people that have dogs, and they only keep them in a cage that's like smaller than them, and they cannot move, and all that stuff. And it's absolutely inhumane. And um, there's a lot of people, there's a big community that's been trying to uh, pass a bill to try to protect animals, at least the ones that people, um, quote unquote, purchase. And um, do they want to take care of them or anything like that? Um, sorry. Um, anyways, so um, that's that's with dogs. So IDs. Yeah, that's why this is going to be a potpourri because it's, it's a topic punch. Uh, IDs. So we talked about IDs. So in my country, you have an ID. You can start having an ID, I think, since you're 16. So then you have a non-voter ID. So um, usually they issue those for you to get into college, for you to um, get a driver's license um, and get like some sort of paperwork that you might need. Most of people do not get um, driver's license when they're that young because, I mean, I can tell you maybe three people that I know that would have been able to afford having a car or drive being 16 or being responsible enough to drive. Um, which, you know, here you're not considered um, responsible enough until you're at a certain age. So, you know, your mom wouldn't trust you to go to the store when you're 16 in a car. Like, that's not a thing that happens here. So people usually don't have cars until they're like 21. And if you have a car when you're 21, it means that 
your parents have a lot of money but anyway so we we get ids when you're 16 um i'm gonna tell you a funny story about my id but you get that um, non-voter ID when you're 16, so it helps you get to college, get your driver's license, get um, like a credit card, a debit card. You could get those. Same thing with like uh, um, driver's license. People don't get those because we don't work when you're 16. Like that's not a thing here. Like nobody would hire you if you're 16, or at least not a place that would pay you enough. Or it would be such a big company that you would need a card to have your money. Like, they would pay you cash. And you would do some sort of, like, informal work. I'm sorry, why do I get so yawning? Anyways. But, um, so yeah. So, you could get all that stuff with that ID. But people usually don't get that stuff when they have an ID. So, uh, here, an ID. Uh, at least I know here. I would have to ask, um... Mexicans and Colombians that I know to see what the name is in their Spanish. But here, when you talk about an ID, it's called cédula, cédula, right? So cédula, C-E-D-U-L-I-A, C-E-D-U-L-A, so cédula. It has an accent on the E. Does it have an accent on the E? No, it doesn't. It doesn't have. But that's that's what you if you come here to the country and you're asking for somebody's ID, you don't say ID because that's not a thing. If you say identification, which is a big word, it's a mouthful in Spanish. Identificación. Identificación. Um, like people could get confused or they would ask, I mean, do you want my cédula or do you want my passport or do you want my driver's license so when you want to ask for that piece of document then that would be id right so our ids are small they're just like the size of a credit card or the size of your driver's license and at least in the dominican republic and as a regular one they are like an orangey color kind of like a toasted i don't know how to explain it yeah, but it's like a little orange and um, blue. So, you know, it has all the basic things. It has the number. So it would be basically like your social security number, but it doesn't have to be secret. And I know that you could do illegal stuff and you could clone somebody's identity with that. But here it's not a thing. It's not something sacred that you would never ask somebody for. Um you know, like I said, you know, I met that guy at a uh, timekeeper at our gate by um, work. And he asked me, like, what's your ID number? I want to play those numbers on the lottery and perhaps I would win something. So it's not a secret thing. However, um, for example, your signature perhaps would be something that you would not give away very easy. Um, sometimes even your phone number. Um, because those are things that are easier to hack in our country than an ID. So, uh, for example, mine, it has a, our, um, what's the name? It's not a flag. It's the other thing, the helmet, the, I forgot the name. I will show you later, but, um, it has our name. It has like the name of our country, the electoral center, like Alliance. And that it says that it's an identification and electoral ID. So it says cédula de identidad y electoral. 
So that means identity and electoral ID, right? So then after that, it has the number. It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Now let me count again. 3, 6, 9, 10, 11 numbers, right? So then it has my place of birth, my birthday, my nationality, my gender, my type of blood, my social status, my occupation, and the uh, expiration date. And then it has on the side, it has my name and my signature and a picture, which always looks horrible. Um, and yeah, whatever. On the back, it will have information of where you can um, vote because you have a specific place where you can vote. You cannot just vote everywhere. You have to go to that specific place to vote. So then um, I think that that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't vote most of the time. Because for me to vote, living in Punta Cana, I will have to come back home to vote. So, I mean, I don't know if I would vote the next elections because um, the previous elections was the first time that I had my ID. Um, I think it was three years ago. Yes, three years ago. Three years ago? I don't remember, but it's it was a while ago. And... I, I decided not to vote because, I mean, uh, you can relate because both both um, parties were horrible and there was nowhere I wanted to put my vote in. And here, they also count the amount of people that don't vote. And uh, I remember being in a uh, politics class and a teacher of mine uh, said that he didn't vote it because not voting was also a statement. And saying that if there's a certain amount of people that doesn't vote, like per se, let's say a 40% that didn't vote, then that would represent that there's something very wrong with the country. And there's like a lot of different organizations and different countries that are very involved in our politics and in our electoral process. And perhaps if there's a huge number of people that don't vote, perhaps they have to do something about it. So I'm pretty sure that that's a very different take from what I've heard about your politics in in the case that, for example, for this past elections, everybody was just like, go vote. Big personalities were saying, you know, encouraging everyone to vote. In our case, like, it, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't Um you know, with the whole like Florida losing all their votes, like that's an every time thing in the whole country where we found uh, we find like big, big boxes of votes like all over the place, like in dumpsters and like in the middle of the road and stuff like that. So that's pretty ridiculous. So as a child, you have no identification. You have your birth certificate. That's what you use, for example, to get into school or to have a passport, to get a visa. You use your, your birth certificate. Um, and then you have a copy, like an official copy of your birth certificate, and that's what you would use for everything. In my case, I have two funny stories about, or maybe one whole funny story about my ID. So when I was 16, that I was going to start college, I went to our, like the official judicial place where you get your ID. So I go there, I have my birth certificate, which is what you need to get your ID. So I go with one of my copies and I present myself and I do the process. I just go through the things and I tell them like I'm getting my first ID, blah, blah, blah. And then they tell me, oh, oh, so you cannot get your ID. And I'm like, why not? Oh, because your birth certificate, it's manipulated. 
so like i'm mind blown like i didn't even thought that was a thing and i got scared because i thought like maybe my information was wrong and then uh at the year i was born i was born 94 and at the time i was born our birth certificates were done handwritten right so at that time my mom was living in a different place so i was born here in the city and then we went off to the coast where we lived at least like my first five or six years and she being there with me newborn she sent my dad to like get all my paperwork right so he gets my paperwork they they had a huge book like there's a book and like this person would handwrite whatever it is that it is said right so they will ask my dad okay so when was she born what day um What's the, who's the mother, who's the father, if they're married, and yada, 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 yada. And my dad wrote my name wrong. So then my mom didn't want her to come here to change it. So she sent my godmother to change it, but she did it wrong again. And then she came here to try to do something, but I think she couldn't. I will have to ask her and see what the whole deal was. But long story short, it was changed a couple of times. And apparently, instead of uh, taking a whole different page, they would take liquid paper to change it. So as you would imagine, when they went to get all my stuff for my ID, the thing looked manipulated, of course. But um, so they decided that they were not going to give me my ID, nor that they were um, going to do anything or help me in any way because the, uh, the document looked manipulated. So my first thought was just like, what do I have to do with that? Like, aren't you the ones who change those things? Or aren't you the only ones that can touch the documents, like the big books? Um, so what, 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 I mean, what do I have to do with this? Why do I have to quote unquote suffer or be inconvenienced because you, your document looks manipulated? So I spent years and years and years with a problem and I tried so many ways and so many different ways to try to fix it and I couldn't so um I went into college because they were asking me for it when I started my college process and I went into college with my passport because I didn't have an ID so I went you know to the board and I explained them like I, I don't know what to do so please let me go into college and I'll see what I do I'll fix it myself later and then I will come back and I'll get you my my ID so they're like okay you know we we get you with your passport and the thing is that it was funny because at this time is when they started digitalizing everything and that's how they knew of the mistake right but then before that when I was a child I had my copies of my ID which meant that they then giving me those copies meant that the document was correct so um you know, it was just hilarious for me and my mother to think about when I had a passport, I had a visa, I had, you know, have been in like preschool and middle school and high school. I have done all those things with this document that now you say it's manipulated. Like it had never had a problem until now that you decided that it looked manipulated and I couldn't use it. So it was just, it was crazy. So then ultimately my passport expired. So my passport expired when I was, I think, 17, 18. No, I was already 18. I think I was already 19 by the time it expired. So the last time I left the country was 2015. So by that time, I needed 
my ID because I couldn't renew my passport without my ID because my passport had to have my ID. So then, you know, my parents panicked because I didn't have the ID and they didn't know what to do and they were absolutely panicking. So um, we went again to the judicial place where I they expedite the um, IDs and then we started talking to people over and over and over and over again trying to find what we were going to do and then they told us that there was a copy in Santo Domingo that we could get that they were going to send us a copy the copy never got there because they would send the copies on Saturdays so I sat there for hours and hours and hours many many Saturdays trying to wait for this document to arrive and it never did long story short my dad basically bribed a lady with hair products and we got the paper we got an official um birth certificate and then i had my id and the other funny story regarding my id is that here going back to another topic that we have talked to talked about um it was not allowed for you to have your hair curly on your picture so if you have your curly hair you have to put it on a bound because you could not show off that in your id picture not at all. So it's absolutely prohibited. And we had big personalities here on TV. There's only one lady that has curly hair. She's a comedian. And she was basically kicked off the like office, like the office that expedites the IDs because she had curly hair and she could not have that on her ID. But I did. I like I didn't mention anything. I did. I had my hair curly and like I curlied it so that it looked very nice. And I didn't mention anything to the like photographer and I took my picture and I have my curly hair on my ID. So it's a small win, but it's a big win for me. It's a small win for everybody and a big win for me. <laughs> so finishing off with that. So other things I wanted to mention, uh, volunteering. So volunteer here, I think we talked about that before, um, but volunteer here, it's very complicated because people always assume that you want something or that you're behind, like you have an ulterior motive, right? Um, I used to volunteer for the hospital back when I was almost finishing, no, when I finished college, I didn't start it right away. So I finished college uh, the summer of 2012. And between the summer of 2012 and the January 2013, I was volunteering in a hospital here. So what I was doing is I was, well, I was half volunteering and half uh, providing a service because I had a good friend who was doing her interpretation in this hospital. It's the only uh, teaching hospital in the area. So there's many, many cities that come here to get their internal rotation because the other hospitals are either clinics or they're private or you cannot do it there. So there was a lot of people there and there was also a lot of people that couldn't afford anything else since they had to sleep in the hospital and um, they had to get um, transportation back to their uh, homes, home cities or um, get materials or get um, medication or anything because you have to pay for a lot of things while you're there. They didn't have money to eat. So my good friend, uh, once she, I was talking to her and, um, you know, we were talking, we're just like, Hey, how are you doing? And she told me, Oh, you know, I'm here at the hospital. Um, and I'm so hungry. And I said, well, 
what are you going to order? Are you going to order something or are you going to go out to eat? And she said, okay, we're not allowed to get out of the hospital while we're here. And I said, okay, well, are you going to get something for delivery, for takeout? And she said, no, because I can't afford it. I only have, she said she only had like 100 pesos. So that's like $2. And she said, okay, that's not enough for me to eat anything. Uh, at least anything that would sustain me to spend the whole night. So I said, I mean, well, but we could go to the farmer's market and I don't know, we could get something there and cook something and that's enough. Like with a hundred pesos, I could get, I mean, I could get the big stuff or quote unquote the most expensive stuff and then uh, have the rest at home. I mean, I have salt and pepper and I have, I don't know, chicken stock and any other things like seasonings that I would need that I don't have to buy. And I cook you and I cook you something and I go and I get you stuff like that's not a big deal for me so that's what I started doing so then I started doing it for her and then all her other friends were like okay I mean I have 50 pesos here I have a dollar here I have three dollars I have uh, I don't know whatever and they will gather it and it will be like what like maybe ten dollars and I'll go to the supermarket I will go to the farmer's market I'll gather all these things and I will do salads I will do um pasta I will do them sandwiches I will do them like I would get in fruit or like I would chop out fruit or many, many things. Right. But then I there was a nurse who saw it and she reported me. So then the not the chief of the hospital, but some of the representatives of the hospital, um, like one of them pulled me out and he's like, listen, you can't do that here. So I was like. I cannot be here. Oh, I'm sorry, because they would invite me in and I would go to their rooms. They have little like dorm rooms and I would sit down and I would talk to them while they ate because those were my containers. And I after they finished, I would just gather them back and take them home with me. So this person said, like, no, it's not it's not only not staying here. You cannot bring food like that. So I was like so weird out. It's like, what do you mean I cannot bring food? Is it the kind of food that you don't want me to bring? He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. No, you can't do that here. No, that's prohibited. You cannot come here. You're banned. You cannot come in again and bring them food. That's not, no, 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 big no, no. So I was like so weird out. And I talked to my friend and her friends, which ended up being my friends as well. I was like, what? 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 Why? I don't understand. It is so weird. And then after that, I went back again and I went with my food because they didn't have anything to eat. They were going to starve in there and they had to take care of people and be physicians and save lives. And they didn't have anything on their stomach. And that's just heartbreaking. So when I went the next time, I told the lady, I'm like, well, I mean, would you want me to bring you food? Is that the problem? Like, would you want me to share with somebody else? Is there somebody that we have to, quote unquote, food bribe so that they can get food? And she said, no, that's not the thing. It's like, what do you want? And she was looking at me very straightforward. It's like, what do you want? I don't want anything. I just want you to allow me to feed these people that are treating patients at, in the middle of the night. They should have something on their stomach. And she's like, no, you're not allowed to. Because, like, what do you want? Do you want money for this? Do you want publicity out of this? And I was just so baffled because they assumed that I was doing that because I want a PR. Like, I want a promotion or I want a publicity. And at the end, they just banned me. And later on, I learned that the hospital was supposed to provide them with food. 
but they didn't provide him with food and they were keeping all that money to do all their like sketchy things and they were not feeding them. So that's pretty much how volunteer works here, just so you have a little idea. Um, there are other organizations that are public uh, or private, perhaps. Like, no, like, I take that back. They're, they are private and you could volunteer with them to, for example, build homes or um, do other social work, any stuff like that. So I'm planning on um, Holly Week. That's what I'm going to do next year. Uh, I, that's one of, one of my uh, New Year's resolutions. And I am going to uh, volunteer with them. It's called, what's the name of that? I forgot, but you just build homes for people. Like you either, you can do many things. You can either raise money, like do a GoFundMe or go on the streets and ask for money to people. Um, you could um, like build the actual house. If you have, if you're strong or you have a car, you can transport people or you can cook food for them. Like you, it's all like a big, big, big um, uh, thing. You know, it's a big kind of like, um, what's the name? Like, Oh my God, my words, my English, where is it? Um, but there's a whole scheme, you know, of things that you could do. Like, they has a whole organization and you could either cook for the people or you can use them. They could use you as a shelter to sleep close to the place where they're building the home. Or you can actually go and nail the nails for the house. Yada, yada, yada. So I'm planning to just, like, get in touch with them and see what can I do next year for Holly Week. So um, just a little thank you. You know, I haven't done much social work and I wish I could do more. Um, and I think that's one thing I didn't did it last year because I was obviously far away and the year before I was going to do it. And then I was working on that week and I couldn't just help. But, um, that, those are like, I've known that for three years and I've always wanted to try to, you know, help and support and do stuff. But, you know, volunteer here is, it's, um, dangerous or it's just complicated because always people think that you want something from them. So unfortunately that's, what happens here? So, um, what else? So, I'm going to get you a word of the day. So, the other day, I, sh I taught you polvo. Polvo is dust, and it's also powder. Today, we have a very Dominican word. So, um, it's going to be many things. It's one word and many things, right? So, or two words and many things. Yeah, two words and many things. So, the official word for a notebook is cuaderno. Right? So notebook is cuaderno. C-U-A-D-E-R-N-O. Cuaderno. Right? So when I say that I want a, uh, a notebook, I say yo quiero un cuaderno. Or, for example, this one that I have here in my hand, it's black. And when I say that my notebook is black, I say, mi cuaderno es negro, right? Mi cuaderno es negro. So, but here in the Dominican, most of the time we say, uh, we use the word pet for notebook. So, mascota, right? So, mascota, it's pet. That's the actual, if you look it up in the uh, dictionary, you say, you look for mascota, M A S T O A mascota mas no no never mind M A S C O T A that's there yeah there there we go mascota so mascota is supposed to be pet 
we use it for notebook. Uh, please don't ask me why we do that. Please don't ask me where it comes from because I don't know. But we use that even so much so that there are Dominican paper companies that say, for example, you see how in like your like binders or anything like that, they have the description of the back. It says like uh, 300 pages notebook and like double bind or like spiral uh, or Dover line it or no lines or anything like that. And the Dominican, Dominican paper companies, it would say mascota. So there's a lot of uh, Mexicans, Colombians, Puerto Ricans that come here and you say, oh, could you hand me the the, um, the notebook? And I say like, oh, pásame la mascota. Pásame la mascota. Just hand me the notebook. And they will be completely confused. And they're just like, what? There are no pets here. What are you talking about? Is there a pet here? Is there a dog here? And it's just so hilarious. Because, I mean, we never notice that until you talk to someone that's not from here. And then you're like, all right, 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 right. That's not the actual word you're supposed to say. Cuaderno. So there's cuaderno, and you can say cuaderno to any Spanish speaker, and they would understand. But then to us Dominicans, if you say mascota, they would never, ever, ever think about a pet or a dog or a parrot, nothing. It would be a cuaderno, a mascota, right? So there's that. There's a little bit of that. This is way too long. Please let me know if you can hear this properly, if it sounds better than the last one, because this one I'm recording with the new phone. So please let me know if it sounds better than the last one. Um, Also, let me know what else you want me to talk about, because I am planning on having a recording marathon between today and tomorrow so that I have many, many things recorded already for you so that you don't miss anything. And I can just like put them all in there and you can listen to them and, you know, you have things to just listen to so there is that so dear little lady i um think that this is enough and i hope that you like it so you take care goodbye